Hello, and welcome to Guide to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. I'm William. And we're back to tell you about not scary stories today, just kind of like weird, interesting stories. Well, it's debatable. Some of this stuff is freaky. I guess a it could freaky, be scary. Right? Yeah. We yeah. already said last week on the show, Kristen had already yep. picked her topic. Yep. Uh, maybe we won't just spoil it at the top of the show in case there's people that didn't listen to last week and they might be surprised when you announce what it is. But if they clicked on the episode, it says it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Toynbee Tiles. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Toynbee Tiles. Um, but first things first, before we even get to that. Yeah. Uh, check your feeds. Check your check your podcast feeds. Uh-huh. Check the oh, yeah, Talk yeah, yeah. Bomb YouTube page. Yeah, because on Wednesday, mm-hmm. uh, December twentieth, mm-hmm. Kristen and I released it. We did it. We <laughs> recorded a commentary track for Scream. We did we said we were going to do it on the show? Yep. It was one of those things that even as we were talking about, it, I was like, we'll never do this. Mm-hmm. But then enough people were interested. We I know. Yeah, we sat down and we went for it. I was it. pleasantly surprised. Yep. So yeah. the entire track is available right now. Yeah. We released it on the 20th. That is the 21st anniversary mm-hmm. of Scream's release. Yeah. Which is completely Weird coincidental and not intentional in any way. Totally. For real. Yeah. 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 It's um, awesome. All right. So anyway, go check that out. Have a good time with that. Let us know yep. if you liked it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's very important. <laughs> but uh, then, uh, okay. Every week we said we were going to pick one thing yeah. that uh, we wish that you good people out there would consider doing mm-hmm. if you enjoy this show. Mm-hmm. And this week, the thing is... Instagram. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram. We're at GTT, <laughs> GTTU pod. Yes. Yeah. Kristen posts. I almost said too many T's. That's why I started laughing. GTTTTU. Yeah. Kristen posts amazing things. All of, I mean, all over all of our social media. Yeah. I really upped my game this week. I know. I got to jump in a little bit more. It's fine. I'm, whatever. Not, I'm not good at it. It's fine. I'll never be good at anything. <laughs> but yeah, follow us on Instagram yeah. at GTTU pod. Uh, inject a little creepiness into your life uh, and have a good and if, time. Actually, if you know of any creepy Instagram accounts that you think we would like to follow, can you let me know about that? So either like message us at GTTU pod on Instagram or on Twitter or at Chillin' Kristen everywhere. Um, so I'm looking for more creepy accounts to follow to mine content to then regurgitate to the masses because that's really all I'm doing. Kristen's let's a cultivator. Not, let's not give me too much credit. Well, no, you're like a, you're like a little cultivator. You curate the, the creeptastic things that go out I there. I do. I'm a social media tastemaker. Yeah, it passes through your yeah. creative palette. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, so put some creepy stuff in my gullet yeah. if you uh, know of any. And actually, uh, to that point, if you out there listen to other horror podcast, something that you think that we would also be interested in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are obviously some major horror podcasts out there like Lore or the No Sleep podcast. I'm curious about some of the smaller ones. We're a small podcast. If you listen to other shows that are somewhat on our level, let us know. I want to reach out to the horror community. I want to get involved in whatever conversation is going on out there. I want to be part of the gang. Yeah, that'd be great. So send us your horror podcast recommendations. Mm -hmm. Please. And without any further ado. William, lay it on me, brother. Okay, here we go. Everybody, turn off the lights, you know. <laughs> turn down your regular lights. Maybe turn up some green lights. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. For dramatic effects. That's right. Yeah. Uh, turn on a smoke machine yes. or get some dry ice. Mm-hmm. Okay. And get ready for this chilling tale. My topic. In 2015. <laughs> In the year 2015. <laughs> Blink-182 <laughs> suffered a devastating loss. When founding member Tom DeLonge quit the band, people immediately were upset from coast to coast. Why would he do this? All that was known at the time... Is that it's 2015 and it's time? (laughs) 
I'm kidding. Tom DeLonge had his lawyers deliver um, a, a note to the band saying that he would no longer be participating in any Blink-182 events. You are giving me some news. Indefinitely. Wait. And, and then, then he didn't comment on it himself for a while, but eventually he posted on his Instagram a picture of himself with a sunset behind him. In response, another member of Blink-182 tweeted was it mark hoppus yes or travis barker it was mark hoppus people tell ryan that he looks like mark hoppus a lot oh really yes split screen is it okay <laughs> to put your husband's face on here yeah sure all right split screen yeah i don't know if i feel like it might be a more in motion th- whatever we'll see we'll see i don't i just don't know if in pictures it's going to translate <laughs> secret videos of Kristen's husband and mark hoppus <laughs> it's not exact but it's been mentioned several times so in response to tom DeLong posting a picture of a sunset yeah mark hoppus tweeted blink 182 for life for life. Oh. Really to understand. Like, for life. Like you're you're not out of this thing until we say you're out. I'll like never that? quit the gang. No, no, not like you're still in Blink 182. Okay. Blood brother. Okay. You, you don't get to choose when you leave us. You're in it. It kind of sounds like that. It does. If I think you it, said that in response to a picture of Tom DeLong by himself. You're right, but I think it's more Mark Mark Hoppus being like, No, I love this band, I'll never yeah. leave. Okay. Whatever. So anyway, it eventually then came out that uh Tom DeLong was quitting to pursue other ventures, writing yeah. he had another band called Angels and Airwaves or something. That sounds right, yes. Uh and one of his obsessions was Aliens. Yeah, baby. Aliens and UFOs. Yep. I love learning about celebrities who are into weird, fringy things. Also, Robbie Williams, who's much more of a celebrity in the UK than in the United States, is a big alien person. Oh, is that right? Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. I wonder if they ever hang out. I like his episode of Cribs, and it's the only thing I've ever seen. Um, He's a charming guy. I don't know too much about him, but I do remember when he was around being like, I like this guy. Yeah, I know people like him, but I also know, I think people prefer Robbie Rotten. Anyway, Who's Robbie Ryan? you don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't think so. He's that disgusting, like he wears a bunch of prosthetics for a kid's show. Oh God. Of yeah. course. We've talked about him on book. Club. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, people love Robbie Rotten. There was that, um, music video of, um, Robbie Williams where he had prosthetics. Cause he was like, uh, like the insides of a human body without skin or something. Do you remember that? And then he was Mr. like ripping parts of himself. Mr. Off. Good body. Yeah. Like Mr. Good body. Yeah. Oh, but weird. like hot. But not, obviously. I have no idea. Yeah. So anyway, I bring up Tom DeLonge because he is like a pig in gunk right now. Uh, (laughs) He's a big part of this story of stuff that started breaking the last couple of days as we record. There's a pretty massive New York Times story about a secret government program that was funded and founded. Yeah. In twenty uh, two thousand seven, to try to study claims about UFOs. I'm so stoked so, about this. Naturally, Tom DeLonge of Blink One Eighty Two, formerly naturally, uh, gave an interview to the New York Daily News, saying, "This is only the tip of the spear," which is not the phrase. <laughs> I know. When I saw that today, I was like, "Ooh, uh. that credibility just took a little hit." Yeah, uh, he's really. also quoted as saying, "I know it's fun to make snarky comments, but this isn't the kind of thing to joke about. This is going to really affect a lot of people and a lot of people's belief systems." Look, I'm ready for it. He's also quoted as saying, "Say it ain't so, I will not go. <laughs> Turn the lights off, carry me home." But I didn't realize at the time he was talking about to outer space or something. <laughs> Do you just have Blink-182 quotes peppered through here by any chance? I'm going to say this. He's also quoted. I'm going to say this as a point of pride. Nah, 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 nah. I had to look that up. 
<laughs> I used to love Blink-182. Really? Like uh, Dude Ranch, their first album. I loved it. Take and then off there's your like, pants and jacket. So funny. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's like green apple shampoo. Uh, whatever. Anyway. All right. Anyway. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> he was responding to the story about the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. Okay. Yep. Now, this article was published by the New York Times mm-hmm. mere days ago. As of this recording, it was published yeah. three days ago. Yeah. And it actually is kind of a bombshell. Yes. And there's a lot of techno jargon mumbo jumbo that makes you start to go like, uh, they're talking about like military crafts. Like it's uh, boring. They're talking about how it was funded. It's kind of boring. Right. At its heart, I'm telling you, I've studied it. It literally is about a secret government program to study UFOs. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of sightings of UFOs from within the Air Force. Yeah. There are recordings that you can find in the New York Times article, look it up, mm-hmm. where uh, there are two fighter jet pilots that are recording this orb moving mm-hmm. in the sky and going like, it's moving so fast. Yeah. It's about the size of a commercial airplane. Yeah. And it's 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 traveling along with them. Same speed. And it rotates at weird angles. There are references in documents that mm-hmm. are uh, from this program, this mm-hmm. hidden program, about seeing crafts that appear to take off with no propulsion, yeah. that appear to, uh, to to speed with no known way how they're turning or anything mm-hmm. like like you know sci-fi alien stuff, yeah, as if it is a flying saucer that's magically moving. Mm-hmm. That those kinds of crafts are documented mm-hmm. in Pentagon papers, yeah. For real, yeah. in real life. Yeah. This is the sort of thing that, like, we talked about it on this show. Yes. I've talked about it on many shows. Oh, yeah. The theory that, like, okay, the government must, you know, not that I invented it. I said that as if it's like, <laughs> I, I predicted this. Yeah. I'm Nostra Willy. What's a better way to say that? Wilstradamus? Wilstradamus is better. Wilstradamus. Nostra Willy. <laughs> you know what? I'm going back to. I know, actually, I kind of like it. I like Nostra Willy. Hashtag Nostra Willy for this episode. Maybe I should make predictions. Maybe we should, we should both. We should make outlandish predictions about the year 2018. Oh my God. Okay. Is this our final episode of the year? No. All right. Maybe next week. Yeah. Let's make some outlandish predictions about 2018. <laughs> okay. All right. So, um,. Uh, anyway, I always talked about like, what if there are these pre-written speeches for yeah. whoever's the sitting president at the time to acknowledge mm-hmm. aliens, alien spacecrafts? Yeah, and they didn't find a speech like that, but there are yes. real documents in real life about what appear to be otherworldly crafts. Yeah, in my research, of which there is a lot, uh-huh. and I don't want to get too bogged down in the details. Uh-huh. Uh, there are quotes from people talking about how none of the described crafts yeah. match any of the inventory of the U.S. Yeah. They are not our crafts. But they also don't match any known craft of any other country. Yeah. I know. It's it's so sweet. It's incredible. I went nuts when I was reading this. I lost my mind. First, yeah. I was like, oh, is this going to be cool? And I started to read it and I started to get bored. The same thing happened to me and then I came back and I was like, wait, no, this is yeah. cool. This is serious stuff. It is amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a section in my always notes. always known. Uh, yeah. I've, I, I, it felt true. Yeah. And it is true, apparently. <laughs> I have a section in my notes that I simply titled Haters. <laughs> oh, uh, why'd you write it that way? You spelled it wrong. No, there's not a Z. Well, there's not a number eight either. Oh, H8. RZ. E, that's all it needs? Eight. Haters. Uh, yeah. 
Okay, I'll 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 make that correction in my notes that no one can see. Right. Uh, so Sarah Seeger, mm-hmm. an astrophysicist from MIT, mm-hmm. cautions that not knowing the origin of an object does not mean it's from another planet or galaxy, uh-huh. which is an important distinction. Yes, it is. UFO only means unidentified, unidentified. flying object. Right. That could be anything. Could right. be a doofus mm-hmm. sitting in a lawn chair with weather balloons trying to like float up to see if the Earth is flat or not. It yeah. could be anything. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a quote from her. What people sometimes don't get about science is that we often have phenomena that remain unexplained. Yeah. Which I feel like is actually, one, it's supposed to be sort of for people out there that are like, well, gravity is just a theory, not realizing that a scientific theory means something different from like something you thought up in your basement. Right. But for her to say this, it's mm-hmm. sort of to condemn like that's, being unexplained doesn't mean it's alien. Right. But for her to then be like, there's tons of phenomena that are unexplained. Yeah. I hear that as being somebody who's obsessed with like conspiracies and wanting to find the creepy side of things as yeah. being like, yeah, there are a ton of things in the I knew it. Uh-huh. I knew there are a ton of things in the world that we don't understand because we're primitive humions and they're more advanced races. I knew it. That's the way I hear it. <laughs> right? Isn't that the way you take that? Yes. Completely. Without a doubt? Yes. Uh, James E. Oberg, other hater, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a former NASA space shuttle engineer and the author of 10 books on spaceflight who debunks UFO sightings often, okay. was also doubtful, saying, there are plenty of prosaic events and human perceptual traits that can account for these stories. Okay, Lots of people are active in the air and don't want others to know about it. They are happy to lurk in... Un- <laughs> I want to read this correctly. Okay, They are happy to lurk unrecognized in the noise or even stir it up as camouflage. What? There are plenty of people traveling through the air that don't want to be noticed. Right, right. And that's far more alarming than aliens I to me. Who are these? Completely agree. Is that true? Is it? Yeah, that implies that, like, if you're just in an airplane. They're just like hobbyist airplane guys. Like, constantly? Yeah. Like, you're at risk to just, like, stumble across some idiot with a right. with a balloon tied to his belt right. flying around remember, the ionosphere remember balloon boy <laughs> yeah i do uh, that's a sad story actually it is yeah it is sad. yeah it was fascinating yes but it was also sad yeah uh also there was there never was a balloon boy at all no no he he accidentally said that he was just hiding yeah. while until his dad told him to come out or something just another disappointing lie <laughs> balloon boy yeah so still this hater says uh, even though there's all this noise and, you know, like it could just be like some dumb dumb yeah. who's like, you know, I don't know, floating around up there for fun. <laughs> right. He says, the old man from up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there could well be a pearl in there, though. Like there may be among all of the people that right. are just floating around in the stratosphere. Maybe one of them is an alien. So. <laughs> Who is this guy again? What's his like title or credentials? Uh, NASA space shuttle engineer. Oh, okay. That Author of 10 legit. books on space flight. Okay. I'm not impressed by the well, books though. Anyone? I, um, honestly, I find it suspicious when somebody's like, I've written 20 books. I think that's weird. It's weird because it feels <laughs> like they were at many. 17 and they're like, if I just write three more books, I could have 20. I don't know. It just seems yeah. like you're really cranking them out. It, it is, if you're not like a really lifelong, have this like long career author, like Stephen King probably has like a million books. Yeah. But like, I don't know when somebody's like, yeah, I have 35 books on, you know, yeah. psychokinesis. I'm like, not impressed. I bet those books are interesting. <laughs> Call me when you have 10 podcasts and a commentary track. <laughs> right. Anyway. Winky winky. Um, <laughs> sorry, this is stupid. I also I also love this quote from Harold E. Putoff. Ah, good name. An engineer. Is he still a hater or what? 
No, this guy. Oh, okay. This okay. guy's on our side. All right. He's on our team. Uh, he's an engineer who conducted research on extrasensory perception okay. for the CIA. Okay. Yep. So like a men who stare at goats kind of thing? Yep. Uh-huh. And later worked as a contractor for this government program. Yeah. Here's his quote. We're sort of in the position of what would happen if you gave Leonardo da Vinci a garage door opener. Oh. First of all, he'd try to figure out what's all the plastic stuff. Uh-huh. He wouldn't know anything about the electromagnetic sing- signals involved or its function. Yeah. So what he's saying is we are so primitive that we may not even comprehend right. the bizarre magnitude right. of the thing that we have seen. Right. It may be so incomprehensible oh to our simple 21st century human mind. Yeah. That we are even just looking at the surface of it when we should be thinking about greater matters right. than that. Right. Leonardo da Vinci holding a garage door opener, trying to figure out why. Well, it clicks when I push this, not realizing that it, yeah, like, it was designed, it has a goal. It's mechanical. It's made out of this material that is like, you know, a, kind of a synthetic weird material. Like he doesn't, yeah. out of his depth. Yeah. Completely. Out of his depth completely. Uh, I found that fascinating. That is a really good. Quote and analogy. Yeah. This organization modified buildings in Las Vegas to store metal alloys and other materials that the head of this organization, uh-huh. Tom DeLong, Luis Elizondo, uh-huh. uh, and program contractors said had been recovered from unidentified aerial phenomena. Oh. So in Las Vegas, yeah. there are buildings that are storing weird materials connected to unidentified crafts. Oh, man. Here's a quote from the New York Times article. Yeah. Researchers also studied people who said they had experienced physical effects from encounters with the objects and examined them for any uh, physiological changes. So there are also people, part of this organization, that have said, I've been in contact with those weird alloys in that modified building in Las Vegas, and uh, I've experienced some sort of physical effect from it just by being in contact with it. Oh, my God. Radiation? Yeah. What is it? Something that we don't even know the name of? Right. You know? Holy crap. How amazing is that? Very. Part of the way that this story was uh, presented in the New York Times article is that the defense, the Department of Defense, has something like a $200 million budget annually. Mm -hmm. And uh, in 2007, Mm -hmm. uh, this is where it gets kind of boring in the details, but bear with me. Yeah. Harry Reid, who was the Senate majority leader at the Mm -hmm. time, uh, had been in contact with this billionaire named Bigelow. Uh Uh-huh. Something Bigelow. Robert Bigelow. (laughs) Big, big big Bigelow. Big, bulge Bigelow. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know where that bulge is. Yeah, that bulge can be anywhere. Maybe he has like a misshapen head. Anyway, (laughs) so Bigelow. Bulge Bigelow. Bigelow. Yeah. uh, Who's a billionaire entrepreneur. Uh Uh-huh. Was putting in Harry Reid's all these, uh, you know, all these thoughts about, you know, studying aliens and UFOs and what are they? Yeah. So they essentially, I don't think they did it illegally, but Uh I think they did it somewhat shadily. Instead of having a, um, an open public vote on the Senate floor Mm -hmm. about trying to 
put together this initiative. Yeah. They just secretly sort of allocated $22 million of their annual budget to this secret organization. Right. They describe it as like dark shadow money. Right. I love that Harry Reid, like publicly now he's gone. Like He's like, I'm not embarrassed by that organization. I did something that no one's ever done before. Yeah. But also he says like, I didn't want a public Senate vote. Yeah. Because it's crazy. Right. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't want people to know that we're studying aliens. Right. Um, just frankly incredible. Oh. I think. Um, so Tom DeLonge really has a leg to stand on. Yeah. Like a leg clad in shorts that are really long. They yeah. come down mid calf with um, tubes, striped tube socks coming up. Yeah. That leg is very firm and able to be stood on in what shoes were popular around that time. Checkered vans. Mm, checkered vans. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. For sure. He does. He does. Etnies. Yes, etnies. Yeah. Very good. Mm -hmm. You're right. He can stand firm in those etnies. Well, he comes back into the story in just a moment. Yeah. But first, I I do want to say Harry Reid, Senate Majority Leader, who like largely is responsible for funding this in the first place, says that like, I've done something that nobody ever did before. Right. Not quite true. Oh. From 1947 to 1969, Uh the Air Force investigated more than 12,000 UFO sightings. I read that when I was trying to re, uh, do Area 51 a couple weeks ago and realized that I was out of my depth. That was a lot, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, this also included uh, some of the research from Project Blue Book, uh-huh. which I think we're familiar with from yes. Twin Peaks. Maybe a subject for a future show. Yes. Uh, they decided that most sightings involve having seen stars, mm-hmm. clouds, conventional aircrafts, mm-hmm. or it's not too scary, spy planes. Yeah. No, no big. Uh, but 701 cases remain. Yeah unexplained wow both republicans and democrats have supported the program yeah so it's a it's like not a partisan thing Mm -hmm. it crosses the aisle what's up with ufos yeah shake the hand of the person on the left shake the hand of the person on the right right one of you will be devoured by aliens (laughs) (laughs) that's the statistic that we're looking at here (laughs) yeah (laughs) absolutely um i have a section that i marked as just called scary okay cool um by 2009, uh-huh. Harry Reid decided that the program had made such extraordinary uh-huh. discoveries that he argued for heightened security to protect it, yeah. the program. Much progress has been made with the identification of several highly sensitive, unconventional aerospace-related findings, Mr. Reid said in a letter to some guy, the deputy defense <laughs> secretary at the time, requesting that it be designated as a restricted special access program. Uh, also, a Pentagon briefing in 2009 uh, uh, asserted that what was considered science fiction is now science fact mm-hmm. and that the United States was incapable of defending itself from some of the technology discovered. God. Mr. Reed's request for the special designation was denied. Mm-hmm. It ended. Yeah. The program ended in 2012. It was determined that there were other higher priority issues that merited funding, and it was in the best interest of the Department of Defense to make a change, Yeah, said the Pentagon. Now, Luis Elizondo, mm-hmm. Luis Elizondo, who had been heading up this initiative, mm-hmm. uh, he didn't stop. Yeah. Essentially, the program lost all of its funding, but it continued. Yeah. The people that had been working on that project mm-hmm. just s- kept studying UFO sightings yeah. in addition to their regular defense right. jobs. Right, right. Um, and he started to like ask, like, 
why aren't we spending more time and effort on this issue to people? Yeah. And he was getting no response. But yeah. people were being secretive. It was kind of shady mm-hmm. and shadowy. It's People were kind of embarrassed. A lot of the reason that people don't come forward with sightings oh, yeah. is because it's like you, you'll be ridiculed yeah. for saying that there are aliens out mm-hmm. there. So eventually he uh, resigned. Yeah. Though Elizondo does say that efforts have continued mm-hmm. in a secret program, a new one, yeah. which he refuses to give a name for. It's crazy. So Luis Elizondo. There's a movie about this someday. There is. Luis Elizondo was out there, right? He's not in the Pentagon anymore. What's he going to do? Who's he going to team up with? He joined a public organization Mm -hmm. that wants to get to the bottom, the truth about aliens. Mm -hmm. But it's not just about, you know, doing all the research and anything, even though they have top minds. They have other people from the Department of Defense. Yeah. They have brilliant minds in this organization, which is called... Mm Uh, it's a weird name. <laughs> to the Stars Academy yeah. of Arts and Science. To the Star. It's a it's a clunky name to say. And it's written with no punctuation. Yeah. To the Stars Academy of Arts and Science. Yeah. It's weird. So he joined this organization, which is also trying to produce things like movies uh-huh. and I think comic books and stuff. Oh, I don't know about that actually. Yeah, I kind of I kind of think so. That's weird. Uh, anyway, the president. It's the arts part. The president and CEO of mm-hmm. To The Stars Academy of Arts and Science, the public organization with some of the top minds from the Department <laughs> of Defense, from the U.S. government who actually worked at NASA and studied UFOs. Yeah. president and CEO of this organization is Tom DeLonge yep. from Blink-182. Yep. Um, Look. Stunning. He's got the goods. He does. Uh, if you go to their website, which uh-huh. I did. Uh-huh. Oh, I uh, didn't. First of all, they tell you that you can, uh, you can contribute money and buy shares. Uh-huh. Kristen, I immediately tried to buy the <laughs> two of us shares into the Stars Academy of Arts and Science tried? for Christmas. The minimum amount you're allowed to give is $200. Oh. You are not – you can't give them any less yeah. than $200. The system That's locks. Weird. It freezes you out. That's weird. Yeah. Huh. I wanted to buy exactly two shares. Yeah. For $20. Right. $10 each. Yeah. Their shares are $10. When you say shares, is it like stock market shares? I Well, I was going to find out by buying it. Yeah, yeah, Because I don't really understand what that means. So be like you're a part owner? I guess. You, you have like... Kristen, nothing would make me happier than to be part I um, know. To the Stars Academy of Arts and Science. Oh, guys, patreon.com slash GTTU pod. Can we fundraise so that we can buy shares of this organization? I would, well, what? We got to Or the people out happens. there, you want to pull together your money and get us a sweet holiday gift? Yeah, for real. I would love that. Like, what happens when you have shares? Does anything happen? Tom DeLong comes over. I would love Tom DeLong to come over. Hi, Tom. Hey, Tom. Now, I made some jokes about him at the yeah. beginning of this. I'm going to say, too. though. I did lovingly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll say this. Um, it's easy to make the jokes. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I agree with what he said. It's easy to be snarky and whatever. I mean, I'm making fun of him, 100%. but I'm, I'm all on board. The fact that he was part of like a, a kind of like, oh, we're a really chill punk band uh-huh. uh, doesn't dismiss him from being no. like a person who has drive and interest no you can be interested in different things yeah i i like very disparate things i both this is not exactly restorative yoga william i'll tell you that right now i will say i both ironically love this yeah and genuinely love this yes me too there's a big part of me that loves all this alien stuff in that way of like oh it's so weird and stupid yeah but there's uh, just as big a part if not bigger of me Mm -hmm. that's like well wait a minute oh completely 
there are answers out there. Now, yes. who's going to get them? Yeah. How are you going to find and them? And if, if it has to be Tom DeLonge, then damn it, it has to be Tom DeLonge. So be it. <laughs> Why isn't Dan Aykroyd in on this? I wonder what Dan Aykroyd know his said thoughts. about it. Yeah, I want to know his Twitter? opinions. I wonder if Tom DeLonge was like he tried to travel to you know kiss the ring of Dan Aykroyd. Oh, my God. You All know? right, let me see. Who knows? Um <clears throat> Let's look up Dan Aykroyd, because that's how you spell it, people. Did you know that? It's A-Y-Croyd. Yeah, I learned that in a spelling bee. Isn't that weird? So anyway, Tom DeLong perhaps started this organization around 2015 when he left Blink-182. Mm-hmm. He'd been working on st- – I think it like kind of slowly evolved into this grand UFO organization. Yeah. Uh, so it's hard for me to like really pin down when it converted from being like – he was making a comic book. Mm-hmm. He, had a, he had a comic or a little movie or something called like – Poet Nash. Uh-huh. Something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Which is a person's name, Poet. Okay. I don't think Dan Aykroyd has Twitter. <laughs> Shocking. So <laughs> I'm um, do a Google. So anyway, uh I guess more news is on the way. Tom DeLong says this is just the tip of the spear. Yes. This this story doesn't have an ending because it's developing. Yeah, oh God. Oh. oh. I was um, doing a th- Oh, that's perfect. Blink Wayne too. I uh, did a throwback and I was listening to uh, My Chemical Romance on the way home. Yeah. I know. Um, anyway, sorry. Anyway, so this story is breaking. Uh, I'm very excited that we're able to talk about Me this. Me too. I, <laughs> I was really excited to talk about it with you and I was really happy when you said that it was your topic. Yeah, I was panicking a little bit because I didn't tell Chris what I was going to talk about. We know what she's going to talk about. Yeah. I wanted to find something that was sort of in the wheelhouse. So I figured, let's look to the stars and then <laughs> bam, I'm not even kidding. I was oh, thinking, really? I was thinking something uh, alien-ish oh. um, because of some of the things that you're going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, then this thing, frankly, landed in my lap oh i, I figured it just landed in your lap because you like saw the news and mm-hmm. then you were like oh oh i was looking for it and i found it oh this has been like all over my like feeds and everything for the last few days really i yeah. i had not been paying attention until today oh, when you listen okay. the universe talks back is that a phrase <laughs> yes i said that <laughs> uh i really feel mr willie i yeah mr <laughs> willie i really feel like on this podcast we have we've tapped into an energy there's a weird thing again it's, it's so dumb but the, when i was doing my research with the toynbee tiles yeah there's something okay do this is so stupid do you remember yesterday when we were playing with the dogs and i called the mammoth toy david Mam- yeah <laughs> david mammoth yes i do david mammoth figures into the toynbee tiles and i didn't know that really yes i'm not kidding so when i was researching today i was like oh my god so there's a real six degrees of kevin bacon thing that's happening with david mammoth i know i know one week ago i kept making jokes about how like we were on a correct wavelength or something yeah we recorded our scream commentary Mm -hmm. on december 18th in my research december 18th was the red carpet premiere of scream yeah we're releasing it this part's manufactured but we're releasing it on the 20th because that was the wide release it's like it's it's lining up something's something's clicking i know something's clicking for us right now i know yeah i'm digging it well you know i told you i've been my meditations have been focused kind of around Linking in with the universe for the last few weeks. So My meditations are all just around links. <laughs> around Link? Jimmy Dean. Oh, I thought you were talking about like Link from Zelda. Oh. <laughs> link in every definition. <laughs> <laughs> every link you can think of. Yeah. Netflix and chill? Uh-uh. Jimmy Dean and Zelda. <laughs> Zelda and sausage. What's the better one? Netflix and... That doesn't work as a thing. Netflix and chill. One of them doesn't involve food. 
To me, it does. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Yeah. But still, it doesn't, it doesn't work. You take that back. Netflix and chili? <laughs> I made some fresh chili. Netflix and chilled... What's something you chilled? Grapes. Mead chilled grapes. Yeah. I only ever have grapes if they're frozen or if they've been in the fridge for a long time. How long? <laughs> Eight months. No, long enough that they're still... I don't eat grapes, so they're a soup. <laughs> no, no, At the bottom of my drawer. Oh, William. What? Oh, that's the whole point of me eating them super cold. Otherwise, they're too... Whatever. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> they're too soft. <laughs> I don't like that. I like to feel like I'm breaking the seal on a grape. When you when you bite into it, I need to feel that pop. That yeah, yeah. It's got to feel like you're like popping the tab on yeah. a fresh can of Schweppes. I need it to feel like I'm, you know, <laughs> you're really the first guy to get in here. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't want to know <laughs> that. Some, I don't want some other guy to have been in there first. Oh God, William, uh, <laughs> really, I'm talking about grapes. God. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't. I don't go. care for that either. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really think about what it meant until your reaction. No, happened. I understand. To me, it was all innocent goofing about grapes and kind of a gross phrase. I didn't even think about it. No, I totally get anyway. it. I've said things like that before and be like, "Oh, I didn't really no, I mean didn't, that." That's I just... didn't really consider what words mean. Right? Like that's just a phrase I know exists. I forgot it's disgusting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so my topic, as we've said, is the Toynbee tiles. So, um, William, what do you know about Toynbee tiles? Uh, not much. Okay. So I'm going to say some things that sure. may just become redundant when sure. you get into it. That's fine. I know that Toynbee tiles are sort of like colorful little uh, mosaics mm-hmm. that you might find embedded in a street in New York City, mm-hmm. Philadelphia. I think there's one around here somewhere. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say something along the lines of Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey mm-hmm. and something about Jupiter. Yeah. Um, but, and the only other thing I know about it is that like, nobody's ever seen one being installed. Mm-hmm. No one knows who did it. If it's multiple people, mm-hmm. um, people think it's all one person, but they don't even know why they're doing it. They have yeah. no idea what the motive is at all. Yeah. 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 All right. Sweet. So yeah. So the Toynbee tiles are like Will said, they are these, um, yeah, like mosaics that are about, um, for most of them, they're about the size of a license plate, and they're made out of linoleum mostly. Okay. And most of them, they vary, but the ones that are laid down most frequently say, Toynbee idea in movie 2001, resurrect dead on planet Jupiter. Now, I've never had a Toynbee idea. <laughs> you know what? Me neither. You ever have Toynbee idea? You know who had plenty of them? Who? Arthur Toynbee. <laughs> Arthur Toynbee? Did they yep. find him? And it's... Ha-ha. Congratulations, you followed the slabs, and you found me, Arthur Toynbee. I have such gifts to give. Congratulations. At the end of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or something like No, he was a philosopher from like the 1800s or something like okay. that. Some like long time ago. Did I write a date? I don't think so. Um, Finally. You found me. Here I am. <laughs> It's so much work. Here I am. <laughs> it's me, Arthur Turnbull. Here I am. So Congratulations. I'm, it's nice you, to meet you. You win. Like a Ready Player One or something. Yeah. You get through all these trials and you meet Arthur Toynbee, <laughs> like old man author. I did all this so I could meet Arthur Toynbee. <laughs> Arthur Toynbee actually sounds like a sweet name. 
like in a that's a good something name like that, you that know is what a mean? good name yeah okay so i'll tell you kind of about the tiles themselves and then i'll backtrack a little bit about w- the story behind them cool i won't go too in depth about them themselves but you'll have to google them what they look like um they're usually primary colors they're very very cool looking it's just obviously cobbled together carvings out of linoleum that are then imprinted into the asphalt like as though it was paved by the city they're just like in the ground yeah it's not like um, it doesn't it doesn't look like it's overlaid on a street it looks like it's it's part of the street it is because it is part of the street um so they um they started in the 80s you have a toynbee tattoo i do i have a toynbee tile tattoo on my thigh yeah yeah um that i got with one of my best friends sarah and you have a toynbee decal on your car yes which is maybe less impressive yeah maybe you should have led with that and then worked up to tattoo that sounds cooler Totally. My tattoo is very cool. It's one it of my is favorite cool. ones. Yeah. Um, so they started popping up in the 80s. They kind of had their heyday in the 90s. And they are mostly in Philly. Um, but they're kind of all over the East Coast. They're in Connecticut and New York, too. There's some in Baltimore. And then, weirdly, there are a bunch in South America, like Buenos Aires. Oh, really? Places. Yes. Oh, that's weird. That's where, like, Philip Jeffries was in yeah. Twin Peaks. Right? You're right. And the, D- and the Philadelphia office is where... David Lynch's D- Gordon Cole works. William. Right? Yes. That's weird. That's interesting. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, Toynbee idea. Get a cheesesteak. <laughs> get cheesesteak and go to Buenos Aires for vacation. Huh. Toynbee idea. <laughs> All I can think of is get- Toynbee idea. Be in a tea kettle. <laughs> oh, oh wow! <laughs> great. <laughs> no, it's really great. <laughs> Thank you. Twin Peaks season three out on Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so they're all over the East Coast, then then randomly in South America. Yeah, and um, they kind of got more creative as time went on they mostly have the same look they almost all say the same thing there's some variations on it um and then it's interesting how they progress kind of you can kind of they the people who have kind of tracked the toynbee tiles and tried to figure out who did them sort of piece together things about the tiles to figure out who it was so me talking about where they are and what they're like they kind of fit it into a narrative to get some clues about who was doing it. Okay. So like in 2001, um, the person branched out to doing them on highways and started kind of like experimenting with the format of them. So they're mostly usually kind of like horizontal when you look at them. Most of them that are just on the street in regular asphalt, like in cities. And then on highways, they have more of a vertical look because he was probably thinking about people zooming by and viewing them that way. That's interesting. So it seems like he was just very bent on getting this message out. Like, that's why there were so many of them because he wanted lots of people to see it. Yeah. And also, he really wants people to, like, take it in. It's funny that, like, I would have assumed... So I assume that some of them are copycat, right? Some of them are probably not authentic. Yes. But I've seen, I think, images of the ones that are formatted differently. Mm -hmm. And it seems like... My my first reaction to that was being like, ah, oh, someone copied it but didn't do it right. Right. But, but maybe that's not true because if somebody was trying to be a copycat, they would do it almost too accurately. Right. The real Toynbee person 
would just be like, no, you know what? I've got to evolve with the times to like find mm-hmm. a better way to spread my message. Yeah, and apparently there are some. If you you know if you're somebody who's really really studied it, um, there are some little tells and things like that that make you able to see that it's a copycat person. I mean, they may not have them all nailed, but right. um, there's um there in particular there are a bunch of tiles that say House of Hades on them that look like Toynbee tiles, but those are definitely copycat people. House of Hades. Yeah, the House of Hades, and then some other message on them um but they look like twenty tiles and it looks like they're done in the same way and i'll get into how it's actually okay, done yeah. um mm. but yeah they're definitely they're definitely copycats but one theory about them getting to buenos aires is that number one maybe he did travel there or number two he may have sent them through the mail to somebody but that seems unlikely because the guy who it seems like it is was kind of a loner oh so, okay um, so which i'll get to so yeah so um, they're on highways in 2001, and then in 2004, it's, this is really interesting. They got a lot smaller, like so. They had initially been the size of license plates, and they started to become the size of like index cards. Oh, and that's real hard to find. It, well, hard to find, but also then they're all just within an hour of Philly. They, they didn't new tiles weren't spreading out. So the theory is the tiler may have lost access to his car or had spotty access to his car. So now he was doing this on foot. Wow. Yeah. Um. And then, uh, oh yeah, and then again in 2007, so three years later, then about a dozen of the large tiles appeared in Philly again. So it was like, oh, he might have gotten his car back. Um, in 2008, all of a sudden there was a big boom, and there are over 100 of them in Philly and South Jersey. Okay. That seemed to be from the original Tyler. Like, so he, they got, can... a, he got a big car. <laughs> like, what's the theory then on that? I don't know that he just decide to go for it i don't I don't know the theory behind that yeah. but that's a fact it's like all of a sudden there's like a ton of them everywhere and then he kind of went quiet from 2011 to 2012 um but and i'll again get into the person who does a little bit more um he is quiet and then that coincides with a person who they suspect to be the tyler um handbills like people just passing out things with a bunch of um stuff kind of um, bad mouthing a close family member of the person that they think is the Tyler, like just kind of a tirade against this person with their driver's license information and a picture and just like going all out Whoa. is passed around Philly. So they think that the Tyler focused on that for a while. <laughs> well, but wait, you're saying that it was as if the Tyler, yeah, one of his or her family members mm-hmm. was passing out flyers about no, no, them. No, 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 no. The Tyler reverse. was passing out. Uh, flyers about a family about member a fa- of theirs that they were mad at. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. I was trying to figure yeah. out. Okay, I misunderstood. Or I might have said it wrong. Um, so yeah, so th- it went quiet, but also then when they started to investigate the person who they think it is, they're like, oh, interesting. Around this time, they were distributing all this weird stuff. Like maybe they're the tiler, and that's why it got so quiet. It's funny for a that while. they didn't tile that. I know, I know. <laughs> Be like, twine the idea. Yeah, Jonathan's Je- a butthead. Jeremy sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You see my cousin Jeremy kick him in the ass. And then um, (laughs) we are in the modern era now, pretty much. Um, Since 2013, there have been dozens more, some new styles. I'm not sure if this is within the new styles because some of them have different messages, but some of them are like weird, like like death to journalists, kill all media kinds of things. They get like really sinister and weird. Yeah. So since I'm talking about that, the meaning behind them, I will tell you about what the theory is behind what – Toynbee idea in movie 2001 
resurrect dead on planet Jupiter means. Oh, there's an interpretation of what the message is meant to yes. communicate. Yes. yes. So Arthur Toynbee, like I said, was an author and I guess philosopher. I guess you call that. I'm not sure. And um, he had a book that had a passage in it that was talking about how if the great minds of science got down to it, then we could resurrect people who have died since energy never um, energy and matter can't be destroyed. It can only be converted. Then why can't scientists find a way to bring that energy and matter back together? Oh. So it was very um, a science minded view of it. It wasn't really metaphysical. Like, you know, we're all floating around and we're still there. He was like, no, literally we should be able to resurrect people. Like yeah. we should be able to put that matter back together. Um, and so it seems like the Tyler combined that theory with the idea of colonizing Jupiter, which was put forth in the movie 2001 A Space Odyssey. Is it? I guess. I've never. All right. I haven't either. This is a big blind spot in my, I, you know, I'm a big movie fan. Let's take a look real quick. You know what? I feel bad. I've, I've never seen admit, 2001 A Space Odyssey. That's one of the things I meant to look at today, and I forgot yeah. what the plot of 2001 A Space Odyssey is. Yeah, Let's take a little I, look-see. I, I couldn't tell you. I know that people... <laughs> Love it. I guess. But Star Wars is so cool. <laughs> I saw Star Wars The Last Jedi. A lot of people are really oh, grumpy about it. I really oh, liked I, it. That's right. I saw that you said you liked it. I liked it a lot, and people are really upset about it. Um, yeah, it, the film follows a voyage to Jupiter with the sentient computer HAL. I've heard of that. And the mystery, uh, after the discover, discovery of a mysterious black monolith affecting human evolution, it deals with themes of existentialism, human evolution, technology, AI, and extraterrestrial life. So, all right. So they colonized Jupiter in it? I guess. All right. I don't know. So anyway, whatever happens in it has to do with Jupiter. Sure. Maybe they don't actually colonize it, but maybe he linked – they definitely go to Jupiter, obviously. So maybe he was like, well, if we need to resurrect the dead – I know a great little place. Yeah, why don't we do it there? It, the idea was that you could create heaven on Jupiter. You could resurrect oh. and live on Jupiter. Kind, we we okay. don't know. We yeah, think yeah. so. Part of the reason we think so, William – is that similar themes showed up. Somebody talking about colonizing Jupiter, resurrecting dead, creating like a Jupiter heaven um, in several different places. And this is what helped narrow down the search to who the Tyler is. Yeah. So I'm of two minds, I want your opinion, on naming the Tyler. It seems like it's pretty much... Tyler. Tyler. <laughs> It seems like it's it's almost conclusive who it is. Okay. They name him in the movie, but doing my research, it seems like now the same people who did the movie and everything don't really name him. Like on the website – so there's a website that is toynbeeidea.com. Okay. And a couple of the documentarians who – oh, I didn't even say the movie. There's a movie called Resurrect Dead. I think I knew that. About, I didn't even – yeah. I don't think I said it on the thing though. Um, that's about – the Toynbee tiles, which is how I found out about them. It came out in like 2010 or 2011 or something you've like that. You've only known about it since then? Yeah. Wow. I don't know why. I had you pegged in my head as like you've always been fascinated by this. I, I don't know if that's the year it came out. It may. I don't know. Maybe it's early. I, when did you get the tattoo? It was years ago. I don't know. Like, I don't know. It was a while ago, right? Yeah. Probably like five years ago. Okay. Something like that. All right. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um... But, okay, I found out about it, like, right after the documentary came out. It, like, went to Sundance and stuff, and that went on to Netflix, and I found out about it, and I watched it right away. Okay. So whenever that whenever that was, which I guess I can look up. Um, so they name the, um, the supposed Tyler in that, but then so, some of the filmmakers from it um, put together this website, Twinbee Idea, and on the website, they say, like, you know, if you do some Googling, you can look it up. 
Um, we're just going to refer to them as TTT, the Toynbee Tyler. Okay. Yeah. So okay. that makes me like, should I not say anything? Maybe they've learned some things that say that this guy wants more privacy and they think he's he needs it. Well, it's also a stab in the dark, right? Yeah. Not, well, not not as if it's like they randomly picked someone, but like it's not a, a sure bet. Mm-hmm. Maybe this guy does want his privacy. Maybe we shouldn't give his name right now. Right. Exactly. That's what I was saying. So yeah. I'm just going to call him the Tyler then. All right. Tyler. Um, yeah. Tyler the Tyler. My phone's starting to crap out. I can't look. You want me to just look happening. up and see when Resurrect Dead came Yeah, if out? you don't mind. Yeah, sure. Um, okay. So... In um, the 70s, I think that's when this started, um, or it might have been like 79, 80, um, they, there started being pamphlets um, circulating about the minority, situ- uh, the, the minority Association, okay. which is all about the idea of resurrecting the dead on planet Jupiter and recreating whatever. Why? Wait, the minority? Yeah, it was called the Minority Association. But it was a group of people that... Well, it was represented as a group of people. There's no evidence to say that there was ever any more than one person. Okay, so Who, Tyler formed a committee right. about mm-hmm. resurrecting the dead on planet Jupiter, right? And, and he was the dis- only member. Yes, and started distributing pamphlets because he wanted people to get on board and stuff. Okay. And this is before the internet and everything, where you could connect with people more easily. So this, yeah. this, is, this is the 70s and 80s. He just wants to throw out his message as much as possible. Wow. But also, it seems like there may be some mental illness or something going on. Maybe. There yeah. may not be, but just like some things about it are kind of odd. Yeah. So that's one thing. So that when they're doing their research and everything, they're like, okay, the minority situation. Interesting. And the minority... Um, I keep saying minority situation. Minority association. Okay. The name associated <clears throat> with the minority association was James Marasco, which is not the title Tyler's name. It seems to have been an alias for the Tyler. The okay. Tyler. All right. um, so it's not his real name, so I feel fine saying that. Um, he went really public with his um, with his idea and everything. With his Toynbee idea. Yes. Um, by calling into Larry King's radio show. Larry King used to have like a late night radio show that was yeah. kind of like Coast to Coast AM. Oh, yeah. Which is a radio show about like kind of weird things, conspiracies, aliens, ghosts, things like that. So he called into the radio show and talked about the idea, but there's no recording of it or anything. Oh, my God. People remember it anecdotally, but there's no actual hard recording of it, <sighs> except in David Mamet's play. Damn it, I didn't write down the name. What was wrong with my notes? I was too excited. David Mamet wrote a play, and in the play, there, there's a radio host who seems like he's supposed to be Larry King, and a caller calls in. Let's um, get to Planet Jupiter. <laughs> a caller calls in looking for support about his idea to raise the dead on planet Jupiter. Then later on, when it was brought up to David Mamet, he said that he thought that the Toynbee tiles were inspired by his play. Whoa! So it seems like my best guess is that he forgot that he had heard that at best. And, you know, you file things away in your brain without realizing or something and then wrote it into his play. Yeah. And then was like, oh, that's weird. There's a guy doing tiles about that thing from my play. It was late night. Maybe he was asleep with Larry King on and it it went into his subconscious. Who knows? All right. I'm going to say something crazy right now. Okay. So uh, I you heard, think we should resurrect the dead on planet Jupiter? I had a Toynbee idea while you were okay. talking. I wasn't listening. I was having a Toynbee idea. <laughs> so uh, there is a sort of theory yeah. about creative types uh-huh. that 
when you are uh, when you feel inspired to write a story, yeah, it may be your idea that you came up with a cool idea. You were inspired mm-hmm. by maybe something that happened in your life. Mm-hmm. But there's a theory that you are sort of being chosen mm-hmm. to tell a story. Yeah, big magic. There's a book called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, and it's it kind of talks about it's part of it. But the idea that um, ideas are like sentient let's say and they come to you and if you don't take advantage of that idea it's going to leave you and go to somebody else right yeah so maybe david mamet Mm -hmm. was chosen Mm -hmm. to uh to tap into this story maybe maybe he didn't hear tyler the toynbee boy (laughs) call larry king and have that conversation other people heard it but david mamet didn't yeah but then big idea mm-hmm. whispered in David Mamet's ear. Mm-hmm. Twin B idea. Let's resurrect the dead on planet Jupiter. Put it in your play. That's that's going to that. be important. I love so that. So he tapped into the same sort of thing that you and the I have tapped into. Collective uh, consciousness. Yes, with Guide to the Unknown. Yeah. I will also say. Uh, we are basically David Mamet. I, I personally believe in mm. that. Uh, a story might float into your ear that is not your own. Mm-hmm. That you have an opportunity to seize that story and mm-hmm. use it. Or not, mm-hmm. and I think that I have personally not used it several times. <laughs> I think that's true, and I I am not kidding. Yeah, it is one of the few things that I'm spiritual about. I genuinely <laughs> believe there was something very recent. You should read Big Magic that I had a really good idea about. It's happened many times. If you listen to the podcasts mm-hmm. that uh, I've done forever, yeah. I've talked about it many times. All like the writing projects and shows, but there was something very recent that is a very specific weird idea that I can't even remember right this second. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's a good idea. I should put that on my list of things to maybe work on someday. Yeah. And it is almost identically something that is out right now. <laughs> it's crazy. I kind of believe that that yeah. exists. Yeah. yeah, I do too. Um, so yeah, so there's the David Mamet thing. That's really the only record of the Larry King call. Yeah. But he also, um, he called into other radio shows. He wrote into newspapers and he always used this alias, James Marasco. Okay. Um, which they were able to somehow figure out. Sure. You know, was this other yeah, I don't person. know what the incentive is for the, if he wants to spread this message. I don't know. You know, I'm why sure. all the secrecy about his identity? I'm not sure. Yeah. That's part of the, one of the things that makes me wonder if there's some kind of mental illness going on. Maybe it's just, that's a little bit weird. Just details about people who know him. It yep. just sounds, He's definitely um he's a loner. Um he's done some odd things. Um not good things? Oh uh, no. Okay, no. your reaction all right. No, I was trying to remember to tell you the truth. No, not 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 good things. I mean, it's not good that he was mad at um his relative and put yeah, their information. That's not cool. But also some of the tiles are messed up. Like I think there's a tile that's like anti-semitic. Oh, really? Yeah, but like a wow. later one. Well, um, what's particularly weird to me is there's a level of dedication to this mm-hmm. that he's been doing it for decades that, okay, without stopping. Okay, that's what I'm trying to that's kind of what I'm trying to get at. You know, it he seems, never got over it. He never, yes. yeah. I think the fact that he's been producing these same tiles and he's so fixated on this idea. Singularly focused on it. It's his life's work. Right. But he's only expressing his life's work in this one way that doesn't seem to really be getting him anywhere. Yeah. So that makes me kind of think that there's something going yeah. on. Well, there's this know? sort of cliche about insanity yeah. of you know, doing the same thing and expecting different results. Right. Mm-hmm. I only made several hundred Toynbee tiles right? and it's not working. I'd better make several well, hundred more. That's kind of what I think about that boom in 2008. Like maybe he was like, okay, I really got to get this message out there. Let yeah. me make over a hundred more tiles. It's fascinating. Yeah. It's a little, a little creepy mm-hmm. just cause it's weird that nobody has seen this being done. Right. And they appear to be part of the street in a way as if they were installed by the city, as you said. It's brilliant the way they get installed. Oh, oh yeah. You're going to. Yes. Okay. Yes. But like, 
it's a little scary. Yeah. It's genuinely fascinating. Mm-hmm. And it, it does, I feel like it indicates a sort of obsessiveness that yeah. the average person doesn't seem to have. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, so, yeah, so those are some things where there were people out there putting out this same message that seems to be on the Toynbee tiles. They were able to track that back to a person. And when they started zoning in on one person, one of the clues that they helped them kind of zone in on them was not just the person distributing these ideas, but some of the tiles in South America, and it was only the ones in South America, not here, had an address on them, like in the pavement for a street in Philly. Whoa! So they went to that street in Philly, and this is in Resurrect Dead. I haven't seen Resurrect Dead in a while. Um, it's actually it's free on Vimeo right now. Okay, and I'll, I know, I'm gonna have to watch that. Yeah, and I know it's sanctioned by um, like the filmmakers because I actually listened to when I was doing my research. I listened to a podcast because um, I wanted to know if there was any more recent news about it. Yeah, and there was from not like super duper recent, but kind of. I listened to a podcast called Project Archivist. And um, one of the documentarians was on it. And it was from 2016, I think. So um, what was my point in saying that? Oh, because he, the documentarian mentions that it's on Vimeo, Vimeo for free right okay, now. And he's yeah. like, we're fine with it. We just want people to see it and enjoy it. Awesome. Like, That's great. So go check it out. He just wants to spread the message too. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Okay. So yeah. So they, they tracked the, to the street. They see all these practice tiles on this street. That's why I was saying it because it's exciting in the movie that they're like, oh my God, are these like, I think we're onto something, fellas. You know what I mean? So they, um, they know who they think it is. He doesn't want to talk to them. Okay. He never ever talks to them. Okay. So they talk to neighbors and things like that and ask them questions about this guy. And um, they say that he's a, a, like a big, big loner. Um, he takes in injured birds, which is very sweet. Yeah. Um, but they they get annoyed with him because he drives his car around and it has a humongous antenna, shortwave antenna. <gasps> and when he drives around... He's listening to number stations. Well, maybe. But he is cutting into their broadcasts. So when they're watching TV, all of a sudden it fades out and it'll be like, resurrect dead over a newscast are you kidding me no that's why i brought it up in the number stations episode does anybody have a recording of his it's in the pirate broadcast i think it's i think it's in the documentary oh my god i think i'm not 100 sure um how did no one find this guy well they did <laughs> i know but it's like i think they're I, the only ones who cared I don't think anybody was looking for him, really. Wow. The documentary is... I can't recommend it enough. It's what got me... I was obsessed with it, like, instantly. Yeah. Resurrect Dead. Came out in 2011, by the okay. way. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I got my tattoo, like, I don't know, a year or two after that, maybe. Man, so but, it, um, it, it caught your attention so much. Oh, I was... I, I've seen the movie multiple times. I just haven't seen it in a while. You had to get your own Toynbee tile installed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, you had a Toynbee idea of your own. I sure, I sure Get did. Get tattoo, and then you crossed <laughs> that off your checklist. I'm obsessed with this. <laughs> um, so yeah, okay. So they, so he's he's cutting into people's broadcasts and things like that. In the documentary, they go to a shortwave radio um, convention. It's just, good, and I believe it. It's just good luck that they're looking into this and they're like, oh my God, there's a convention like not that far away coming up soon. <laughs> and they go and they get basic, com- basically confirmation about the guy who they think it is. Like they say the guy's first name. I care what the deal is. It's, it's like a little complicated. Like he needed somebody to send him something like, um, 
like equipment or something like that. And they find the guy who maybe sent this person the equipment or sent, sent the person who did the Toynbee broadcast the equipment. And they say, I'm going to make this up. Let's say the guy's name is John Smith. Okay. They're talking to somebody at the shortwave radio festival who they think sent the Toynbee guy stuff. And they're like, yeah, a guy named John. And the guy's like Smith. And it's a unique name. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's one of the most moments where they're like, I think, I think this is the guy. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. We got this. Totally. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's pretty much who the person that would be is a without. good, that would be a good line for the documentary. <laughs> if it had commercial breaks, I guess really yeah. is what I'm thinking. If they're like, he said the name and then looks at the camera and goes, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> we got this fade to black fade in on a Folgers commercial. Right. That would be good. I think we're yeah. starting to get somewhere. Boyo. <laughs> if fade it was out. like ghost adventures. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that's basically everything except for now I'll tell you how it seems like it's done. Cool. Oh, which plays into who it is. Okay. So the person who it seems like it is, um, he has a history of working on cars as a job. He converted a certain kind of car into like pickup trucks or pickup trucks or something. So he kind of knows how to, to work with and take apart cars and things like that. Okay. And he also added vinyl lettering onto cars. So there was like a lettering carving aspect. This isn't like the seventies that he worked there. Sure. Um, the neighbors were like, yeah, I mean, you know, he's a whatever guy. I just don't remember what they said about his personality, but I remember that they say the thing about him driving around with the shortwave radio thing, cutting into their broadcast when they're watching the news. Uh, that's like one of my favorite parts of this story, to oh, be honest. That's amazing. Me too, me yeah. Too. Um, and also they're like, yeah, and he has a weird car. The passenger side of his car doesn't have any bottom to it. So it's just a seat and then there's nothing on the passenger side. I know. So, William, here's how it seems like it's done. Because also, this guy, I think it's the person who did the documentary, um, was, like, really hot on his tail. Like, just was obsessed with this, was really trying to figure it out. And I think it's the person who came across the documentary. If it's not, it was somebody else. Found a Toynbee tile when it was, like, freshly laid. And so they were able to peel it up and see what the deal is. So... The tiles are linoleum. Um, sometimes there are other materials, but whatever. Then they have this adhesive around them so that they can adhere to the road. Then they're wrapped in tar paper, which is black. So it seems like the tiler and they, oh, and they notice that they're usually kind of by a red light. So he'd stop at a red light, drop it through the seat of his passenger side, and it's actually brilliant drive away, probably press it down a little bit, drive away. But because it's on a road, the pressure of tons of cars driving over it is driving it more and more into the asphalt over time. Oh my Combined with God. the sun in the summer months, kind of heating the asphalt. And you can't see that anything is there if you're not looking for it because tar paper is black. So the cars are driving it into the asphalt and then over time ripping the tar paper off. So by the time the tar paper comes off, it's embedded into the ground. That's amazing. I know. It's genius. That when you when you said that somebody said his car is weird and he's the the floor of the passenger seat is cut out straight to the street. Yeah. I got like a chill up my spine, but not necessarily of creepiness. You of have like to watch the movie. What of like of like joy. Of yeah. like that's such an exciting kind of off kilter, innovative, it's, brilliant, it's brilliant, weird mm-hmm. thing to do. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Isn't it crazy? That's so like industrious and clever. Yeah. And it give honestly, this is stupid. It tickles that like the funny bone of of being like, we're creative uh, creatures. We can mm-hmm. do anything if we put our mind to it <laughs> yes. a little bit. That's incredible. I know. I know. It's genius that it's basically camouflaged. 
until it's done. That's so cool. I know. That is so cool. I know. So that's basically it. Oh, my god! Those are Toynbee tiles. Is there anything I'm missing in my nose? Toynbee tiles. I don't think so. Yeah, I want to watch this now. That's yeah. so amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. So yeah, you can if you want to know more, go online. The um the website twinbeeidea.com is really great. Um it's really simple. It's laid out into who, what, when, why, and how. There's a map of Toynbee tiles on it. Yeah. Um and you can there's a section for like entering a tile that you came upon somewhere to make sure that's in the data the database. Um it talks about the copycats and everything. It's really, really cool. And um listening to one of the guys on that project archivist podcast i listened to they seem to think the toiler lives in south jersey now oh really mm-hmm. interesting yeah so what is the deal i know there's supposed Which, to be I mean, seem to they know who he is so i guess they they, they just know where he lives yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. what's the deal isn't there one in edison new jersey i don't know i think there is i I'm think there's sure. one very near to us right now really like maybe i don't know like maybe we should just hop in the car and go look at it sure i've never seen one in new jersey before i've seen them in philly and in new york i've never seen one in new jersey let me look it up real quick because i don't want to okay. leave this as a cliffhanger if it's not if i'm wrong i want to say it right you might now be right. That I'm wrong. i mean it says that they're throughout new jersey all right let's find out i'm literally cool. typing in toynbee idea <laughs> toynbee tile edison oh okay Oh man, it was starting to autofill, and I screwed up. Here we go. Toynbee Tile, Edison, New Jersey. Yeah, I it's I've even tapped on it because oh, I've looked this it? up before. Here we go. Uh, <clears throat> I guess it's an article. For months, I've heard about the amazing Indian food in Edison, New Jersey, and for months, I've wanted to go. This Did is from ToynbeeIdea.com. But a trip to North Jersey for a single meal? North Jersey. Central Jersey. Yeah. The idea sat in the back of my mind, never making it to the top of the list of things to do. Uh, There is an original style tile located on a U-turn for the Menlo Park Mall. What? Route 1, Edison, New Jersey. I haven't seen this on any lists. I have been sleeping on getting a good photo of it. Yeah, I've been sleeping on doing it. Okay. All right. So... On a U turn for the Menlo from? Park Road. You know, sometimes Toynbee tiles get messed. Oh, I don't know. Because sometimes Toynbee tiles, when there's repaving and things like that, they get, um, they're gone. Which actually, so. What Can I, I just uh, interrupt yes, you for a second? Yes. Um, the author of this article says um, the Indian food was as good as promised. <laughs> yes, there's very good Indian food so in just medicine. just want to make sure that was stated clearly. Completely. So another one of my best, best friends, Katie, um, her sister is a police officer in New York, and um, her name is Bridget. She's awesome. And there is a Toynbee tile outside of her precinct, and they're repaving there, and she, I don't know if she asked yet or if she's going to, but she's going to see if she can keep the Toynbee tile. <gasps> That would be amazing. I know. Is that so cool? That would be so cool. I, I, I hope that happens. I know. I do, too. I really hope that happens. Me, too. I'll keep you guys posted. I know Katie will keep us posted. Katie, listen to the podcast. Oh, hey, Katie. Yeah. Um, all right. Katie what do you is th- my do you, heart and soul. Do you want to go try to find this? Sure. Really? We should look up more. I mean, we might know that it's not there anymore. But yeah, I mean, all right, one way- 2007. I mean, 10 years. It could have been repaved. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's true. All right. Well, uh, one way or another, I'll edit in right here mm-hmm. uh, what the results are of this okay. line of inquiry. Okay. All right. Uh, Very good. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe um, ToynbeeIdea.com, because it has that database, might have more. You know, we might be able to see if it's on there. That article was from ToynbeeIdea.com. Well, but there's a literal – there's like a map thing. Oh, okay. Do you think it's, it's updated enough to be like – It sounded like they – Okay. Map. Yeah. Yeah, all right. There's a page for a map, like mobile, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. Kristen, there are so many more. Whoa. Oh, that's Philly. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it starts out at Philly. I thought it was starting out at us, and I was like, <laughs> Why are they all over Highland Park? <laughs> We're <Yeah>. surrounded. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. Edison, they've got a dot for it right here, but it's oh. red. I don't know what the red means. I don't All right, Kristen, let's hop in the car. Let's go to Sonic. All right. Uh, and then let's walk the dogs and see if we can find a Toynbee tile. All right. How do you feel? Yeah, sure. Yeah? We're going to say goodbye yeah. now yeah. from in the little studio yep. mm-hmm. here. We'll say another goodbye yeah. from out in the world. Sure. We're going. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you all so much for watching mm-hmm. or listening. We really appreciate it. Yep. Um, I hope you had as good a time as yeah. I did just Ooh. now. I feel like you blew my mind about some of this. I had no idea. Blew my butt right off. Kristen, I had no idea half that stuff. Cool. That was awesome. Uh, I'm available. very happy that you can watch the documentary so easily. Yeah. Oh, perfect timing. It's so good. Uh, right now, we've got our Scream commentary track yeah, available. Yeah. Uh, get it on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Get it on YouTube.com slash TalkBomb. You can watch us watch the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why you want to do that. But. Yeah. I'm curious to see who prefers what. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, just, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. So um, check that out. Get yep. our thoughts about Scream yep. all together. And then a uh, quick shout out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kristen. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kristen turned me on to a podcast today called? Um. It is, we are not young anymore. They recently yeah. did an episode where they reviewed Scream 2. Yep. Uh, it seems like it's a pretty new podcast, kind of like yeah. us. Yeah, I listened to, um, a couple weeks ago, I listened to the episode about I Know What You Did Last Summer and um, Fatal Attraction. And I really liked it, so I subscribed. And then Scream 2 popped up like right around the time we were doing Scream. So it was such a wonderful chaser. Yeah. I really love your show, guys. Yeah, I loved and it. thank you. Yeah, I listened yeah. to it today. It was great. Yeah. It was so good. So check that out. That's We Are Not Young Anymore, available everywhere you would think it's available. They yeah. watch movies that they had watched as kids, and now that they're grown up, they try to see, is it as like, good as we good? remember? Yeah. Or is it just a kid's movie that we like because we were you know, kids? Right, right. So anyway, check that out. Yeah. Always stay tuned to Guide to the Unknown. Follow us on Instagram at GTTUPod. Yep. That'll work everywhere else as well, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. If you want to reach out to us individually, hey, you know we're always listening. I'm at Chillin' Kristen on Instagram and Twitter. I am at Haunted Sponge. Now, we'll see you, uh, I guess, in just a moment for you somewhere else. But until then, hey, Chris. Yeah? Follow me on this. I think I just got a Toynbee idea. Oh, yeah? Well, then let's Odyssey out of here. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Take it away, Will and Chris in the future. All right, everybody. I hope you can hear me. Kristen and I are out here. This is supposed to be the location of the Edison, New Jersey Toynbee tile. Not feeling too good about it. I know. I don't feel too good about it. Yeah, you can see there's a giant paved over square right here. I agree. I kind of think that's probably where it is. So we're out here. We're gonna get some fresh Panera treats. If this is a bust, get ready to cross the road. Ready? Oh. Crossing now. Okay. Go, go, go. Why well, didn't make it? Come on, <laughs> Kristen has fallen. Kristen has fallen. We have to go. We have to go. <laughs> um, what do you think? Yeah, I don't think so. You don't think so? Nah, we'd be able to see it. It actually, the road looks a little fresher paved than I thought at a glance. Yeah. Well, this is... That's fresh asphalt. <laughs> Kristen, I think you're right. This, like, fresh paved block right here, it feels like that's probably where it was. 
Dang it. Kristen, dang it anyway. Dang it? All right. We tried. We came out here. We did our due yeah. diligence. Where's our reward? <laughs> Where's our reward? Toy and B. <laughs> Where are you? Resurrect. <laughs> She's been driven mad by Toynbee idea. <laughs> All right. That's it for Guide to the, Un <laughs> the, the Unknown this week. Yep. Thanks for watching. Thanks for coming on this adventure. We'll see you in the future. But until then, we got to travel again. I got to go to Panera. I got to get a cheese tainted. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>